I just remember that because the cynical high school kid, right? Um, this was a point of conversation for us as, as students, right? Well, if it's required service, is that still service? Mm -hmm. And we pushed back and said, if it's required service, that's servitude. And, and distinguishing servitude versus service, right? Yeah. So service should be something you want to do, something that you are volunteering to do. And servitude means someone's making you yeah. do this, right? And, and I wonder and about And it's such that. a high school thing to say. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah, right? For sure. For sure. I love it. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. We're a trio of educators who have plenty of questions about teaching and learning and school culture. And we believe in the value of collaboration and reflection as we seek to keep growing as teachers. So this podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about issues in education and why they might matter to Christian educators. Welcome to the conversation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. My name is Matt Beamers. I'm Dave Mulder. I'm Abby DeGroat. As always, we want to thank you for allowing the three of us to be here with you. And we want to thank you for joining us in the hallway. Each week, one of us brings a question and we try to think creatively around it in the context of what it means to teach and lead Christianly. We're good friends who love each other, and we love engaging each other in conversations about our practice. And our deep hope is that you are enriched and encouraged in your own work, and maybe even in your everyday walking around life. While we have a long list of topics we want to talk about, we also want to know what hallway conversations you'd like to hear. So if you have ideas or questions or even feedback about this podcast, or simply want to share what hallway conversations you're having, please email us at hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. That's hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. This morning we have a question from a listener, and so Dave, I'll let you play that. You bet. Hey Dave, Matt, and Abby. My name is Nate Gibson, and I teach high school humanities at the Christian Academy in Japan, a small Christian international school in the Tokyo suburbs. I'm also the social studies department head and serve with the other department heads on our school's research and development team. One topic we've been discussing on a subcommittee that I'm on is service. How can we teach service effectively? Our school's vision statement is equipping students to serve Japan and the world for Christ. So it's at the very core of who we say we are. I'm sure there's a number of other Christian schools for whom service is a core value, perhaps even in the school's mission or vision statement. We also require each of our seniors to complete a large-scale capstone process on a global issue of their choice, culminating in a public presentation at the end of the school year. And part of that process involves a service project component. So it's something that we expect students to be able to do independently by the time they graduate. But the question that kept coming up is how are we actually preparing students to serve over their school career? And one tension we found was the tension between teaching the skills of service, using mandatory or class-wide service experiences to help students learn and reflect on the sort of practical planning, logistics, uh, resource use, troubleshooting, etc. they need in order to do a service project on their own, and the attitude of service, having a heart to serve and carving out opportunities to do so, not because it's a school or class expectation. Right now we're focusing on the skills because those can be scoped, sequenced, assessed, and measured in a way that the more intangible attitudes cannot. And we want our graduates to feel like service is something that they're at least empowered to do, that we're not asking them to do a service project that they haven't been prepared for in the same way we've prepared them for, say, their public presentation over the years. Still, I'm curious to hear what you all think based on your experiences in various schools. How can a school and teachers within that school cultivate the skills of service and the heart for service in tandem? Well, first of all, Nate, thanks for your um, question. 
I think it's safe to say that this is probably the furthest away we've had a question come, like Nate's in Japan, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's actually really humbling. So thanks, Nate, for listening. I just want to say that. And, it, and before I ask, I'm just going to pass this. I'm going to ask you guys a question in a second. But three things quickly jump out to me that we can touch on at some point. One is that the word services in the school's mission statement. And mm -hmm. I kind of liken mission statements to promise statements. Yeah, so right. in a sense, you're promising your parents and students that this is something you're going to cultivate and develop. Yes. Nate also asked the question, how do we teach service effectively? So not just how do we teach, but how do we do it, teach it effectively? And then the third question, or the third point was, how can we how can we cultivate a heart for service? Yeah. And how do we do that with this? How do we do that in tandem with mm -hmm. the skills needed? Mm -hmm. So maybe we can come back to that. But before we do that, um, Dave and Abby, I'm curious for you if you can just do a quick reflection on like what was your experience for serve like of serving or of service mm -hmm. um, in your in your K to twelve experience? Does sure. something sort of jump to mind here? Dave, you go for it. Dave, you go for it. So, oh man, this gets so like I don't want to throw my own high school under the bus as I say this, right? But so one of the things we had, and I know this is really common. I went to a Christian school all the way through. A lot of Christian schools emphasize service. Um, but the way that we played that out the high school I went to, we had required service hours. Like in order to graduate, you have to have a certain number of hours of service um, that you've demonstrated and documented in order to graduate. Mm -hmm. And I just remember that because the cynical high school kid, right, um, this was a point of conversation for us as, as students, right? Well, if it's required service, is that still service? Mm -hmm. And we pushed back and said, if it's required service, that's servitude. And, and distinguishing servitude versus service, right? So service should be something you want to do, something that you are volunteering to do. And servitude means someone's making you yeah. do this, right? And, and I wonder and about that. And it's such that. a high school thing to say. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah, right? For sure. For I sure. love it. Right? That just shows their developmental like stage yeah, in a little right? microcosm, right? And, yes. and looking back at it's it valid. from you know, the perspective of 30 years of intervening yeah. years, um, I see what the school was getting at, I think, in, in, in that, you know, there is something habit-forming about this, right? right? And, and to the, the nature of expecting students to do this and even requiring mm -hmm. students to do this, that there is something then, hopefully, because you've exercised those muscles, um, yeah. that this just becomes something that's, that's part of you. So that would be, I guess, my, my hope for that. But I also recognize, for me, it personally, it, it really put bad taste in my mouth that I was mm -hmm. required to do this. Yeah. And so I, I guess I'm just feeling some tension around that. Yeah. Right. I mean, what comes to mind for you? Yeah, I think, we, so our school organized service around a serve day yeah. every year, mm -hmm. right? So whatever teacher led our small group would line up a service project for us and we would go out and do whatever that service project was. I mean, I have vivid yeah. memories of like yeah. painting houses and yeah. raking leaves and, you know, mm -hmm. so they would like either the elderly in town or some sort of organization. Um, and I, I also did that model um, when I taught, right? So I would line up a service project and sure. we would go out and we would do this thing, but there was no reflection component. There was no tie to our actual schoolwork mm -hmm. that was missing. Um, and then also, I just think, I think also of church, right? So it was a big part of my youth group sure. experience. Yep. We would go and serve trips. Yep. I went to Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and just different service projects that we would do on our youth night or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of playing with the attitude and the skills, right? Because yeah. I've come to understand service. I think about in my adulthood, the things that I serve in with joy really connect to skills that I'm good at, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And things that I'm interested in and places where I feel like I can yeah. utilize those skills really well. So I think that's such an interesting mm-hmm. juxtaposition to like kind of play with. That, yeah. that, as you're saying that, it gets me thinking about it, right? So finding places that joyful service, yeah. right? I'm thinking about joyful service. What's going to make it joyful? Well, the things that you're good at are the mm-hmm. things that you can contribute to, and it does often bring us joy because, hey, this is something that I know about. This is something that right. I've been gifted and equipped and practiced, and I'm able right. to do this. Or, right? or I care about a lot, right? I'm right. currently serving on a committee in my town to um, raise money for a new pool. Oh, yeah. I was a lifeguard for years. My kids love to swim. It's something mm-hmm. I'm very passionate about, and I believe our small town needs, and so yeah. therefore it's mm-hmm. not... And the things that I'm doing on that committee also align with my interests. You know, we hosted a trivia night, um, like a way to connect with community. So I'm passionate about all elements of it, which makes it it's not joyful as much service. Work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, and I, and I think about that with with young people, right? How do we how do we give them opportunities to serve in areas yeah, where they where their gifts can be developed, right? Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I can remember being in a place where there was a posture of, hey, you need to learn to serve, and it's not always going to be joyful, and it's not always going to be fun. And, and there is something about that, like how do you learn, you know, the, just the discipline of service. Right. And, mm-hmm. right. but, but I, and it is important, but I also do, I remember having a conversation with with a student um, at one of my daughter's school, and they were talking about, you know, they were doing these service days, and one of them was going to a, a local park where they would, you know, pick weeds and clean and just... Mm-hmm just how much that there was no joy in that and and sort of like me walking away from that wondering about yeah like what does that also what does that communicate about service Mm -hmm. right is Mm -hmm. and why can't it be fun and why can't it be joyful and and then and then I can remember not that much longer having a conversation with another teenager from a different school who was serving like at um like an SPCA sort of like like animal where they take care of animals um it was, and she was talking about like being around loving animals and a dog throwing up on her, <laughs> and just thinking that was so wonderful <laughs> because she loves animals. No, because she yeah. loves that, like not yeah. that, but it's like, like it was okay because I love yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. Like this, yeah. it was so meaningful, and and so so. But the first thing when I think about Nate's question is, is are we allowing students? to pick their servant. Like, mm-hmm. where do you want to serve? Like, where are your gifts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then I think about, if I think about teaching for transformation and my friend Daryl DeBoer sitting on my shoulder, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about this phrase, doing real work that meets a real need for real people. Yeah. And, and my question for, whether it's for Nate or for, you know, our, our own local schools or even in our own work is, where are students getting opportunities to do real work that meets a real mm-hmm. need for real people? Um, and one of the things that I've seen teachers do that, that I was just fascinated and so impressed when I see when teachers can make a connection between what they're doing in their classroom right. yeah. 
and then doing, taking the work they're doing in the classroom and then contributing to the common good in the neighborhood. Right. You know, I, I've seen this with in grade one, two classes where, you know, we're, we're learning about um, ecology and now we're actually going to take what we're learning. We're going to go do some local, local stream care. I've mm -hmm. seen a grade mm -hmm. three class, the same thing, go, you know, learning about um, set the waterways, salmon coming back and, um, you know, laying their eggs like you, you know, a couple of years later. And sorry if I'm getting the the science of that wrong. <laughs> but going around, but going around, and marking all the storm all the storm drains in, in the neighborhood with yellow fish painted yellow fish signs, so people knew not to expose sure. chemicals or bad sure. water in there. And it's like, hey, we're like these are eight year olds saying we've learned about this. Yeah. How can we care for salmon right now in, in our mm -hmm. in our own neighborhood? Um, and I, there's just something amazing about that. I think for not just for teachers to be that creative, but for students to say, you know, like like the age old question, when am I ever going to use this? Right. right. And the answer to that in that grade three class was, well, actually tomorrow. Right. Tomorrow. And I and I've seen a high school. I've seen high school classes instead of just writing biographies about themselves or, you know, going to an elderly home. And, and capturing the mm -hmm. stories that, that are going to pass away with those people and actually making those stories come alive and, and, and um, honoring those legacies. So, mm -hmm. so I think there's, there's opportunities all, or, all around us. And it's not that you can do that every time, but, but I do like for you, Nate, I would, you know, and just for all of us to say, where can we make a connection actually? That service isn't something that we separate from yes. what we're learning. Yeah but it's actually part of the curriculum. So, yeah. That's what I was going to say, just picking up on that, right? I, I think an explicit connection to the learning target for what what should students know or understand or be able to do or feel or believe and as an opportunity to live that out, yeah. right? That's what I'm hearing you say. Because that's, I guess, my, my big wondering about that. Real work for real people, it meets a real need. I love that frame. But then it feels like, well, so I gotta go find a service project yeah. to go to. Well, sometimes that real people, real need is, yeah, so what's happening in my neighborhood? Absolutely. Sometimes yeah. the real person is me, yeah. right? Yeah. Like the work that I'm doing, the yeah. learning I'm doing yeah. is because it's gonna change something yeah. about me, right? Yeah. And, and I think there's ways to do that. It's a shift in thinking, though, too, right? So yeah. I feel like teachers can can hear that and say, well, then I have to come up with a, yeah, right. right? And and not to minimize the logistical challenges yeah. that are yeah. totally. inherent in that. Um, I hear that. But I also think that we have models. I brought a book, Leaders of Their Own Learning by Ron Berger and yeah. um, Leah Rubin and Libby Woodfin. And I think he does such a great job of modeling ways that it can be done holistically. Um, he talks about the small Massachusetts town where he lives, right, where he's like, these are the kids that are going to show up if um, I need a paramedic one day, yeah. right? And so, like, thinking about the skills that mm -hmm. they're going to need, and they've done water, and there, there's also not a lot of professionals around, so mm -hmm. his students go out and fill needs in their yeah. community sure. um, that, are, that are real. And so if you're looking for kind of a model and a, uh, something to read to help you envision what this looks like. I recommend that book too. Leaders of their own learning. Yeah. Leaders of their own learning. But I also think sometimes, like ask your ask your students where yeah. they, where they see the need. Mm. Like, That's a good idea. Like I think it's also sometimes we can feel this this big weight that it's got to be this huge project and yeah. and what are just small you you know you talk about a culture like how do you how do you cultivate a culture of 
of service. It's that idea of, the, hey, what are just the small little things we can be doing um, with even within our own school, um, whether it's, hey, like our grade, is there opportunities for our grade sevens and kindergartens to be buddies right. and hang out on the playground to read stories, you know, mm -hmm. for grade ones to write stories and older students to edit and share, like what, what are the, what are those opportunities right. um, yeah. within our own school? So maybe it's also to broaden what we're seeing as service. Yeah. Um, real work, real need actually might be, might be just down the hallway mm -hmm. from us. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just to, I maybe just to reframe that as, as well. Yeah. Um, you don't have to leave the school building. Something else Nate brought up in his in his question was around assessment, and and I'm thinking about that one, right? Like, mm. oh, measurement is such a, a problem for a lot of these soft, squishy yeah. uh -huh. things, right? And like I've I've wondered before about like when I was teaching Bible, how do I assess faith formation in my students? Well, sometimes we're planting seeds, and I'm not going to see that fruit right. borne out for a yeah. long time, right? So. I guess this is one of those places where when I'm thinking about how do I assess this, I'm thinking again about the importance of reflection. Yes. And, yeah. and I know, Abby, you've talked about that before too, but that, that sense of, like, I'm not going to necessarily grade the activity, yeah. but I'm going to give them feedback perhaps on, yeah. have them write their thinking about it, mm -hmm. give them a, a meaningful, thoughtful prompt that gets at, so what did you do? Right. What did you experience? What are you yeah. thinking about it now? And you know, give them something directional for it in right. the future, right? How will this impact you in, in the future? I think you're exactly like that, right, right that that's going to have as much, if not more, impact than the activity itself. Right. 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 The opportunity to think about that and reflect on it through a biblical lens, and mm -hmm. yeah. I'm, e I'm even just thinking of the writing prompt. You know, like I used to think, but now I yeah. know. Yeah. 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 Right. Something like, simple like something that. Something simple like yes. that, right? Just to. But I do think, you know, you had mentioned earlier about doing service days without reflection. I just think that's such a key component of mm -hmm. all all learning, whether it's whether it's service, whether it's it's language arts, whether it's social studies, like just to give students time to, to reflect and, and assess their own learning and growth. Just because yeah. I think you can do, do, do. But how do you how do you take a step back now and, and say, hey, like, how was that for me? Like, what did right. I experience? Like. You know how how was I a blessing in that moment, and how was I how was I blessed through right. that service? Um, that you know for for our students to realize maybe that service isn't yeah that that it's you think you're giving and you think you're changing mm -hmm. you're doing it for others, and quite often the gift comes back to you more than more than what you even give. So right, my daughter um, had the opportunity to go to a nursing home when she was a second grader and read and play games and it was really designed as a way for those kids to serve the elderly mm -hmm. in our town and ended up a lot like that right she made a wonderful beautiful relationship with a lady there and wrote to her during the pandemic wow. and was i mean she mailed things back to harper wow. and it was just this blossoming and i think exactly that she had the opportunity but it also intrinsically motivated her to do things like that because she got so much in return and so i think those rich opportunities for relationships and reflection. You, you mentioned intrinsic motivation. I think yeah. that's something that we need to think about around around this whole idea of service too. Yes, students will need instruction <laughs> in how to serve, yeah. right? They need skill. Yeah. But 
to make that something desirable? Like, how do we shift the mm -hmm. culture then? Instead of it being something like, I'm telling you to go out and do this, mm -hmm. to make it something that's intrinsic. And that, that, right. that's a beautiful story of that, right? Yeah. Like, because it's in the context of relationship, because it's in the context of, um, yes, I, I'm going to go and serve, but it this, this is something I enjoy doing to bring it back to, to yeah. that piece of it, right? So then that becomes something that's more motivating for us instead of uh -huh. something that we have to do. It's something we get to do, right. as I always right. like to say. Yeah. But... Yeah, I, I guess I'm just thinking about how many Christian schools that I know of that have service as a component of their mission statement, where they're saying, this is our mission. Well, then we have to be about that. And so mm -hmm. I'm really glad that Nate brought this question up, because that, that's something that schools are going to have to grapple with, that how, how are we actually doing this? And then hold up that mirror to say, are we actually creating something in our students that they're going to desire to go out and serve? I think that's going to be the bigger question. Yeah, and I think, you know, like, and I've, and I've, I've done the missions trips mm -hmm. far away from mm -hmm. where I was living. I've gone to different places. My kids have done those too, but but I also feel like how do we start? How do we start thinking about our our neighborhood, right? Like yeah. I have a, a friend who once asked, you know, like if your if your school if your school shut down tomorrow, right? If they closed it and and they took the building down and it went away. Would your neighborhood be less than because mm -hmm. of it, or would you know, or would your would, would your neighborhood rejoice? <laughs> That's just, you know, oh, or would yeah. they be like, man, like we are gonna miss the impact this school made mm -hmm. in our neighborhood? And, it's a sobering and question. It is a so it was a sobering question for me as a principal to be mm -hmm. like, wow, like would they miss us, or actually would they be would they be relieved that we've kind of closed shop and, and went somewhere else. Or, or would they even notice? Or would they even notice? You know, absolutely no. I think and so maybe Nate, even for for you to think about in, in Japan is is, you know, if you were to ask your neighbors the impact that you've made in the community, what might they say? And I don't say that in a in a guilt way. I Not think at it's all. a good it's a good question for us to ask mm -hmm. in this kit for absolutely at, at this institution for all of us to yeah. say, um, how are we contributing to the common good in in, in our neighborhood? Friends, we want to. We know that your time is valuable, and we want to thank you for joining us today for another hallway conversation. So, whether it's this day, this week, this month, or the school year, we hope that the Lord gives you what you stand in need of. Thank you for the good, God-delighting work you're doing in your schools. And as you go into this week, and as you prepare for the upcoming school year, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace and give you peace and give you peace. Amen. Have a good week, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This podcast was quite literally dreamed up during one of our actual Hallway Conversations. Our music is by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is an independent podcast created and produced by Matt Beamers, Abby DeGroat, and Dave Mulder. Thanks for listening.